Good morning. Happy Friday. It is a splendid day. It is going to be a splendid day. It is a splendid morning. Today is the day that the Lord, he himself, hand created. He crafted it. He perfected it just for you and I. I didn't say we were perfect. I didn't say we would not make mistakes today, but I said that God perfected this day for you and for me. He perfected it today. Why? Because we are his children, because he's already given us everything that we need to make it through this day. No matter what you come up against today, and I'm speaking to myself, Because I've had to learn that when I minister to other people, I first minister to myself. So let me just say that no matter what you come up against today or no matter what comes up against you, just know that God is more for you than that thing that has come up against you or that thing that you have walked into. Know that he has your back. He has your front. He has you from the beginning. He has you at the end. God has us covered. It is such a good thing when you can look to your left and you can look to your right and you can also find men and women of God who are there to cover you in prayer, who are there to encourage you to say, pick yourself up. You've been here before, but through God's grace, he allowed you to come through it. And when you come through something, you learn from it so that when that thing comes up against you again, you can look back and say, these are the things that God had me to do to get me through this same thing that's, that has come up against me once again. So today, know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God has your back. He has you covered. Well, Keisha, you know, I raised up my children to do what thus saith the Lord. I raised them to know the difference in between right and wrong. But today, you know, I got to go back to court with them. Well, today, you know, I got a phone call from, you know, my child's attorney saying X, Y, Z, A, B, C. You walk in the reassurance of knowing that God still has your back. We have to release some people to God. We have to lift our hands and we have to show God that that is a sign of surrender, that I take my hand off of people who have drained me. And sometimes our loved ones can drain us and we begin to take We begin to take on their misfortune as our own. We're to cover them in prayer. We're to plant a seed. We are to give them the word of God. But then we have to step back and let them live their lives. And that means they're good. They're good. um, The good things that they do and then the mistakes that they make. And it may be a bitter pill to swallow, but just like somebody had to release us to God, we have to release loved ones to God. They'll never know what it is to have their own relationship with Christ, to lean on him, to see him guide them through the the fires and the dark places in their lives if we continue to be their crutch. 
It is an easy thing to say, but when you trust in the Lord and in the power of his might, we can release some people. We can release some things. We can walk away. We can be strong enough. Listen to this. We can be strong enough to humbly say, God, I can't do this on my own. I've tried. I've done my best. Sometimes I fail. But God, I release this thing. I release this person to you. Because when you put your hand on it, it's fixed. It's solved. God don't need our help for him to do his job. What God has to do, he does not need our input. He does not need our advice. All he needs is our willingness to obey him and to trust him. So I hope that I've said something right there that has encouraged you to let you know that come what may, come what may, You may have to go and sit right in the judge's face today. You may have to go to that doctor and listen to them name off three or four different things that they found wrong. But you got to rest. You got to take comfort. You got to shine in the fact that God said that he would not put any more on us than we could bear. That no matter what we come up against we're still going to have our Jeremiah 29 and 11 and weeping may endure for a night, but your joy is coming. It's coming. You have to first accept it. You have to accept. You got to say to yourself that Jesus left his joy here for me and I want it and I need it and I accept it no matter what we go through today. God is still in the miracle working business. That's what he does. That's who he is. There is still sunshine behind that dark cloud. It's still sunshine for you. It's still sunshine for me. It's still sunshine for our children. Well, Keisha, you just don't know. She came home again pregnant with another baby that I'm probably going to have to take care of. God's got your back. He has an answer for your situation. He has an answer for that wayward child. Well, Keisha, you, I, well, that, that all sounds good. But what about me over here with this wandering spouse? What about me over here with this spouse with a divided heart? It just seems like they'll do good this week. And then the next week, they're back to their old tactics. Well, what about that, Keisha? I, You know, that's my spouse. What do I do? What am I? Lean and depend on the Lord and know that he has an answer for you as well. But Keisha, that's my spouse and, and we're one and, you know, and, and I, I, you know, am I not supposed to You know, am I supposed to just walk off and leave them? Let me give you some simple, some simple words of advice. Do what God tells you to do. Do only what God tells you to do. 
Well, you know, they told me that, you know, even though my spouse, you know, she's cheating on me and, you know, she keeps having babies on me within the marriage. And, you know, well, my husband, I keep catching him down at the nasty kitty. And, you know, what am you? Uh, well, but, you know, they tell me that I'm supposed to stay, even though, you know, I keep catching them. I keep catching them. I keep catching them. I keep catching them. But, you know, they told me that, you know, the only way I can leave is that, you know, I actually see the person in the in the middle of the act. Let me just and I'm not even going to make this biblical. This is me speaking, Keisha. I do not believe that God would have any person stay in a marriage where there is continuous a habitual lifestyle of adultery. I just don't believe it. I just don't believe I do not believe that. There are all kinds of diseases out there. There are all kinds of different situations and, and spirits that are attached to a person when they are in an adulterous relationship. You may have children and those spirits carry on when they come in from out of where whoever's bed and they bring those spirits into your home and you may have children and those spirits linger in your home. That's Keisha speaking. That's my opinion. I don't believe it. You do what God tells you to do and you start imagining yourself waking up to sunshine in your spirit, waking up to finding yourself having joy just to hear the birds, the sound of the birds singing outside of your bedroom window. Start imagining yourself actually being happy, being free, living your best life in Christ. I don't believe you can live your best life in Christ when you're bound. When the majority of your time is spent having to figure out if this person loves you, having to figure out if, if, if they're going to cheat this week, having to figure out, well, are they really at work? Having to figure out, well, is she really sleeping with Deacon such and such? Well, you know, she said he was only over to the house just for prayer. You spend the majority of your time trying to figure out. And most of the time, you don't realize it until you've been through hell and high water, but you have to go ahead and admit and verbally say, God never told me to be in this relationship in the first place. He just graced me long enough to get out of it. So you do what God tells you to do. You do exactly what God tells you to do and don't be afraid of change. Don't be afraid of a new situation. Don't be afraid of what is up ahead because if you're walking with Christ, you shouldn't have any fear. If you're walking with Christ, you should just turn to you should turn to whoever you're sitting next to and say, you know what? God is for me because I'm doing what God is telling me to do. And I'm not going to be held accountable because somebody else does not want to walk a walk with Christ. They don't want to do what it takes to get themselves in proper alignment. Do what God tells you to do. So I hope that I have said something to you this morning that has compelled you, that has pushed you just to hold on just a little bit longer. I hope that I've said something to you that lets you know that God is for you. He's more 
than the whole world against you. He's more than the judge against you. He's more than that doctor's report. He's more than that wayward spouse. He's more than those wandering children. He's more than that that angry coworker who's just mad, who comes to work for no reason. He's more than your credit report. He's more than a than an error in your credit. He's more. He's greater. He's bigger than that. He can fix that by just a wink of an eye. So this is all good news. This is not a morning moment. This is not a time to be downcast and sad because we serve a mighty God. I know too much about him. I know too much about him. You cannot make me doubt him. You cannot make me doubt him. So good news this morning. There is hope. There is a ray of sunshine and his name is Jesus Christ. There is room for you at the foot of the cross. At the foot of the cross, the ground is a level. That means that there are no big eyes and little U's as my grandmother used to say coming up in the Baptist church. There are no big eyes and no little U's. There's room at the cross for you. For whatever it is that you need, there's room at the cross. There's room for you in the Father's heart. So just take, just take, just take a hold of that and run this race and know that every morning that you wake up is God saying, I'm giving you another chance. I'm giving you grace to get in place. And you may not be in a sexually immoral relationship. You may not be somebody who steals from your job. You may not be all these things that we normally look at, but you may, you may have a lack of trust in the Lord. You may need to love on a higher level. You may need to give a little bit more of your time, yourself, your finances. I know I'm working on me because I want to live what I minister. I want to live what I preach. So today is a good day. Today is a good day. Find something to thank God about. Find, look back on yesterday and see where he graced you. See where he covered you. See where he kept you. See where he, he gave you more than what you asked for. See how he blessed you when you purposely said, God, I'm not going to say nothing. I'm not going to argue. I'm just going to walk away. And then 30 minutes later, an hour later, you check your email. You check your text. You check your bank account. You check your mail. And you see where God blessed you. Because you were obedient not to fight your own battle. Isn't that good? God wants to go to war for us and then he, he blesses us because we don't go to war. We let him fight. We go let him get in the trenches. We go let him fight the battle and then he turns around and blesses us for him fighting for us. And that's good news this morning. So be blessed today. It's an honor to pray for you. It is an honor to go into the presence of God on behalf of someone else besides myself. Pass this podcast to two people that you know, they just need encouragement. Surrender your life to Christ, not just half, not just your children, not just your spouse, not just your job, but your whole self. That means everything that's in your life, surrender it to God. I even acknowledge God and what type of hair to buy, what type of wig to buy, what kind of clothes to wear, what shoes go with it. I 
I honor him in everything that I do. And where I lack and he shows it to me, you didn't honor me right there. I quickly, God forgive me, help me. I want to honor you in everything that I do in my life. Everything. So surrender your life to God, all of it, everything. And then you pray and you ask God to send you some some seasoned saints who have walked this walk that you see that what they preach, you see the fruit of it in their lives. You see that they have a healthy relationship. You see that not only what they preach about, they live it. They live the love walk that they preach about. God will send you these people and they don't necessarily have to be have to be a pastor or an elder. It could be somebody that you meet, but God allowed you to meet this person and you come to find out that they are walking with the Lord and God will allow them to give you words of encouragement to help you to be held accountable to not going back to what God delivered you from. And I believe because he did it for me, he will send you those people a handful. It won't be Don't look for God to send 10 or 15 people. It may be one, it may be two. But just know that God wants to do that for you. And then begin to read your word. You can't just say, God, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. You know, we say all of that. And then you think, oh, I'm fixing to bust heaven wide open. No, you're not. No, you're not. There there are things that you have to do after you surrender your life to Christ. Because you have to nurture your life. You have to nurture your walk with God. And so get into your word. You may not understand it all, but go into it with a willing heart. Ask God to give you an interpretation of what his word means. And then when he gives you that interpretation, you hold on to that. And every chance you get, you tell somebody, oh, I learned this scripture and this means so and so and so. And God will see the joy in your heart of knowing and learning his word. And then the more you read, he'll give you more interpretation. And then before you know it, honey, you'll be you. You'll know so much scripture. You'll know so much word. People won't even like to see you coming. You'll have your Bible with you everywhere that you go. But the joy of the Lord will be your strength. So just know that this is a good day. Know that God is for you today. And know that he wants to cover you. He wants to deliver you better, greater is sooner, not later. Do something for somebody today to make them smile. Do something for somebody that's unlovable. I'm getting ready to do it today. I'm getting ready to do something for somebody that's that can be just a tad bit unlovable at times. But I'm going to do it because I know that it brings God glory. When we do such things for people, it's easy to love somebody who loves you back. It's easy to do things for kind people, people who are always gracious to you. But when you take that step to do something for somebody that you know is unlovable, they're hard to reach. I believe that that is when God gets his best glory. I ain't talking about your boo thing. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna go down and I'm gonna get my boo, the new J's that's coming out. We're not eat. Look. We're moving past. We're moving past that. We're going to bigger and greater. But, you know, maybe if God tell you to do something for your boo thing, then you do something for your boo thing. But you got to think outside of the box. So I love you. Be blessed today. Pray for one another and know that God is for you. Be blessed. Love you. Bye bye.